get referrals from your referrals, right? So you get a referral, ask that referral for a referral, ask that referral for a referral, you know, and, and you just bounce them off each other. You start to see the same names over and over, right? Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm excellent. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic, man. Just got back from uh, a trip to view some of my properties. Uh, it's always good to see great progress happening. So it's been a slow start on uh, on the one property we we're coming to look at. We had a slow start because of uh, a couple things and a couple things could have probably been avoided. A few things maybe couldn't have been avoided, but um, you know, it's mostly just delays for, it's a big, it's a very big project. So just delays with getting everything lined up between the contractor and the architect and the city, um, making sure everything's in a line. So I've learned, uh, you know, quite a bit through this process as I always try to take uh lessons from things. So I think uh, the next time I do a large project like this will will be a step farther, but it's just how it is. It just takes a while to get these things off the ground and rolling. Now we're to that point where we're, sh- we're going to be able to go pretty quickly. And as long as we have the systems in place, we should be able to continue to go very quickly through this process and get the units renovated. So pretty excited about that. Uh, viewed a couple other of our properties and also uh, toured another property that we've got under contract. So just a, a, a very productive trip, which is always what you want when you go fly out of town and you leave your family behind, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Cool. So uh, Matt, we've been hitting on this apartment series. Um, why don't you take us through what we've hit on and what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, so we talked about your goals and your story, how to define those, because you really need to start with why and your purpose to uh, have a good path forward. We've also talked about uh, how to get started buying 100 unit plus properties, and then also uh, finding emerging markets. So finding a market that matches the metrics that you're looking for. You know, maybe you're lucky enough to live in a great market and you're going to invest there, or maybe you live in a terrible market and, and you just want to invest somewhere else. Uh, so you got to choose somewhere that you're going to invest. And we've also talked about classifications of the different properties, uh, A, B, C versus D, and which one might be right for you. And then also what returns that you can expect with uh, large apartments uh, within the market that you're looking at. Cool, cool. Uh, then today we're going to expand it. Uh, let's say you've decided on a market that you like. Now you need to start building a local team. And this is true whether you live in that market or not. Uh, you need people. Uh, you cannot do it all on your own. You need property managers. Uh, you need uh, real estate brokers, mortgage brokers. Uh, you need people to help you out. Yep, yep. So, so you know, so far, everything we've been doing, every bit, everything we've been talking about is just laying this groundwork, right? It's all about education. You, you should, you, you, hopefully, you've already read the books. I mean, you, you know why you want to get an apartment investing. So you've read the books. If you listen to the podcasts, uh, you've, you've had audibles playing, all that. So you've got the education down. We've gone through uh, the things we've, you know, the, the few steps we've already talked about. 
And now it's time to get serious. It's time to start taking action. And so there's two things you, or three things really that we need to do right now to start taking action, right? We've laid the groundwork. Now what we need to do is we need to build a team. We need to start raising money or putting at least the feelers out to raise money. Okay. And then the, um, the last thing we need to do is also be underwriting deals, looking at those deals, looking at the numbers and trying to start underwriting the deals. So team, money, deals, right? So these things we're going to be doing simultaneously. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong way to do it. Now we do want to make sure our money is already kind of lined up, but it's going to take us a while to build that team. It's going to take us a while to find that first property. And so these are processes we want to start, in my opinion, right now. You could, and I don't think this is a bad thing, you could uh, have a practice market you try to um, communicate with people in. So a market that you're not going to likely be investing in, and you use that as a practice market to try to get comfortable and make sure you're uh, saying the right things, I guess. Um, so l- let's talk team. Uh, and then to the next, uh, next week we'll talk money and, uh, underwriting as well. So the following week. So first things first, um, we, we want to build a team that is going to be able to find us properties, find us the money for buying the property and then help us operate the property and keep us out of trouble. Okay. So what do we need? What, what, are, what are some key people, Matt, that we need on our team when we're buying large multifamily? Uh, you need a mortgage broker who's going to find you deals and help you negotiate them. Right. So a mortgage broker is going to be someone that specializes in multifamily properties. So you're not going to your residential mortgage broker that you've used to close on your single family house. You're not going to um, you know, the local bank. Now, I shouldn't say that you can go to the local bank. Oftentimes, they will finance some larger multifamily. So local bank is actually a good option. But you're talking about a totally different type of loan, right? You're talking about a commercial loan with your local bank. Um, Mortgage broker, and we'll go in more in depth on all of these, but your mortgage broker is going to help you find the right type of financing for the deal. Right. So we want to make sure we're getting good, solid terms, good, solid rates. We're getting the right kind of financing. There's so many different types of financing. Again, we'll go into more detail on this, but I'm going to just skim it right now. You've got your bridge loan, which if you're in single family, you're doing fix and flips. It's kind of like your hard money loan. It's a loan. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's bridging the gap between where the property is now and be able to get permanent financing on the property. So it's going to be an interest only based loan. It's going to be mainly for more distressed projects, projects that need a lot of capital improvements, projects that don't have high occupancy potentially. Um, And the bridge lender is going to lend to you based on the project that you're doing. So that's one type of loan. The other type, the other types are going to be more of like your agency debt, nice stabilized properties. They're going to give you great rates and terms. Um, you know, thirty years amortized fixed for you know up to fifteen years. 
Um, you know, really low interest rates right now. We're talking like 3%, maybe even lower. So great, great stuff. And then, and then you've got, um, you've got your local banks as well. And we've got all kinds of other, you know, debt products within there, but those are kind of your, your main ones. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that you can negotiate with the mortgage broker to get better terms for your mortgage. Yeah. yeah they'll drop, they'll even drop some of their fees down a little bit. Um, you know, you're, you're wanting to get the best rates and terms and not all mortgage brokers are, are the same. Look, I was look, I was looking to refinance. I ended up selling these properties, but I was looking to refinance a couple properties and, uh, I was getting quotes and, and, you know, some of the mortgage brokers were telling me I could refinance and get, you know, four and a half million dollars for one of the properties. Others were telling me I could refinance and get, you know, six million dollars for the properties and or for one of the properties. And, you know, interest rates varied from uh, all the way from like 3.75 down to like 3.25. Uh, so you want to be talking to multiple brokers. You want to build good relationships with, you know, just a couple of them and, uh, and have them on your side. The, the other great thing about mortgage brokers is look, they'll help you underwrite your deals. You have a deal, you send them the OM, you send them, uh, the, so the OM is offering memorandum oftentimes that's, that's prepared by a broker. Uh, it's kind of like the sales package. Uh, you'll send them the rent roll. Uh, you'll send them the the trailing twelve months of profit and loss statements. You know, and, and you'll send them your underwriting, and they'll look at that and they can poke holes in it. You can ask them to to look at your underwriting and, and make changes as needed, uh, and they'll do that for you. So they're gr- great people to have on your team. You want to again find you two or three of them to work with that you think are are really good for what you're looking for. And then the other kind of broker you need is a real estate broker. Right. So, I mean, look, a lot of people want to try to find these off-market deals. I think they're going to get the best deal if they do it on their own. Yeah, maybe that's true. Probably uh, more often than not, it's not true. These mortgage, or sorry, these real estate brokers, they are, that's what they do. They sell properties. They are hounding the market. They know almost all property owners that own multifamily properties. They get to know them. They send them broker price opinions all the time. They're taking them to lunch or taking them to dinner. They're buying them drinks. Um, you know, they're, they're getting to know these people and they're hounding them to, to sell the properties. Uh, they're, you're always saying, Hey, you know, now, now might be a great time to sell. Have you been thinking about selling? They're not getting hit up by just one broker. They're getting hit up by two, three, maybe four, maybe five brokers. They're constantly telling them what their property is worth and that they think they should sell. Hey, I've got a buyer for you. Would you think about taking an offer? And so for you just to come in there and swoop in and be the hero without the broker is really challenging. Uh, so, so working with these brokers is in my opinion, a must. You have to build relationships with them. It's different than single family. Again, we'll dig deeper into brokers. Much different than single family though, with multifamily, you're gonna build relationships with the selling brokers themselves, and you're gonna build relationships with multiple selling brokers, not just one, right? So you want to get to know the top brokers in your market in order to buy the right properties. Yep. 
And I think you had a good point there, like with single family, it's normal for the buyer and seller to each have separate uh, agents. But uh, with large multifamily, it's just one mortgage broker for both parties. One, one, uh, real I'm sorry, one, one real estate broker. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they, they are the listing agent first and foremost, typically. Right. So th they built that relationship with the, with the seller and that's who they're representing. And, but they're not gonna, they're gonna also represent you, but they're not gonna really want you to bring in another agent. Uh, they don't get that. They get big commissions, but it's not, uh, they work really hard for their commissions and they don't love sharing them. So oftentimes they won't work with a buyer's rep unless you pay the buyer's rep separately out of pocket. And that's an extra fee, extra expense that you don't really need. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and quite frankly, who are they going to go to? So here's, here's a big difference. And this is, I think one of the, one of the reasons I'll, out of probably multiple, but uh, I'm a put, put yourself in their shoes, right? You've worked really hard to build this relationship. You've told them you can sell the property. You've said, you look, you can sell this property for $5 million and I've got a great buyer for you, or I've got great buyers in my market for you. Maybe they go through the whole listing. Maybe they don't, but either way you then present an offer to them and they go, is this a buyer that can close? And you say, absolutely. What happens if it doesn't close? You look like an idiot and you potentially don't ever get to sell that property, right? They say, well, look, you know, Matt, great, great to uh, have you try to sell my property, but you messed up and it cost me time. It cost me money and a lot of anxiety. And you know what? Jim says he can sell the property and I trust Jim. I don't trust you anymore. So what do you want to do as a selling broker? You want to sell properties, right? You want to make sure they sell. So if I've got two offers coming in and I know the one and I know they perform and I know the other one and I, I get the other one and I don't know them and I don't know if they can perform, maybe they got a buyer's rep. Who, who am I going to suggest? I'm going to suggest the person I know. Hey, real quick, I just want to let you know about the multifamily challenge that we got going on. It's a five-day multifamily challenge on how to get an offer in uh, quickly, right? So we're going to teach you in five days, five one-hour sessions. We're going to go through the steps and the process to get there. So go to mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com. You can sign up. It's free. If you want the VIP, there's a bunch of things that we'll give away too. You, gotta, you, gotta, you do have to pay for that, but hey, it's going to be well worth it. Again, you can get in for free. We're going to teach you how to get that offer across the table, get the LOI in, uh, all the steps. So Ellis Hammond and I, Ellis was episode 316. Check, check out his episode. And we're going to be doing this next week. So sign up now at mfichallenge.com, mfichallenge.com, and get in there. We're, uh, we're doing it next week, and it's going to be awesome. So hope to see you there. And the other thing you need is a property manager, and they're going to help you on multiple levels. They're going to help you find a property potentially, uh, assess it as to if it's, it follows your metrics or not. They can manage the day-to-day, -day, and they can even oversee the renovations of the property as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, you know, there's probably the biggest factor of when we talk about like, what do we need in real estate? We need a good market. 
and we need a good team. And the most important part of your team is, is your property manager. Now, your broker, your real estate broker is the most important part for finding deals. Your lender is your most important part for financing deals. But overall, your property manager is, in my opinion, the most important part because you can find a great deal. You can finance a great deal, but you can mess a great deal up and you can make it a horrible deal. So if you don't have the right management, there's no point to doing to buying anything in real estate. There's just no point. So that's, this is the big three we've been talking about, uh, but this is the, the biggest one. It's a property management company. You want to make sure you have a good, solid property management company that's experienced in the type of properties you're buying. And that can actually execute the business plan that you want executed. And so, so that's huge. Yep. Absolutely. And like you said, I mean, they're, they, they, you know, they definitely manage the properties. They definitely manage, they can manage the construction if you're doing construction. Uh, but they can also, they're also a key part of your team up front. So you're looking at a deal. They can tell you everything they know, that you need to know about the submarket. You know, is that a good submarket or not? Because especially, you know, really large cities, submarkets can change very quickly. And you can even have little like parts of the submarket that carve that you carve out to say, look, that's just not great. It's just stuck in this little dead zone in this market. You don't want to be there. Um, all the comps are not even related. So it's great to have that property management company that knows that's maybe even managed the property before. Um, and then they can also do the rent comps, the expense. They can look at your expenses and go, look, your expenses are out of whack, whatever it might be. So property managers, huge on your underwriting. They're huge part of your due diligence. Uh, they're just a massive part of your team overall. They're going to be walking all those units when you get in a contract. They're, they're going to be a critical part of your team. And yeah, they could help you find properties too, Matt. Yeah, they, they might know about a one of their other properties that they manage that the seller or that the owner, yeah. current owner is looking to sell. And then they can tell you about that uh, beforehand before anybody else sees it. You know, one of the reasons why they want to do that? They want to keep because you. Because they want to keep the property. And so if they can find the, the, if they can find the buyer for the seller, they know they have a really good chance of keeping the management contract. Great point. Yeah. Who else do we want on our team? We mentioned the big three. What, who else is there? I mean, there'll be other sort of uh, minor or yet you know, still important things like an insurance broker. Uh, yeah. you, know, you might need an environmental assessor, uh, you know, other inspectors, that sort of stuff. Yeah, for, for sure. So we're doing our due diligence. We definitely need our inspectors. We need our you know, contractors, uh, contractors can be huge. It can be one of the more critical parts. Uh, if you're doing, especially if you're doing a very large, um, renovation, especially if your property management company doesn't have that aspect. Um, so that, that can be definitely huge as the general contractor or the contractors. If maybe if you're going to play the role as a general, uh, how about your, your attorney? You've got a couple types of attorneys, right? You've got your real estate attorney that's going to help you uh, through the closing. And then you've got your securities attorney that's going to make sure if you're raising money that you're actually doing things right. 
and that's a key critical part uh, of your team as well. You want to have the right securities attorney on board. You want to have the right real estate attorney. And securities attorney can be really important as we're looking at setting up a website. Um, man, it, it, you don't want to put the wrong things on your website to maybe trigger some uh, securities issues and the SEC is all of a sudden after you because you're you're, you're not compliant. So security attorney can be huge part of your team. Uh, a CPA, your, your accountant, look, you want to make sure you have your books in line, especially if you're dealing with investors money, we got to get K ones out. We got to make sure everything's in line there with our books too. So, so a good solid CPA that understands uh, real estate is massive. Yep. Exactly. Um, there, there's, there's a couple other key players, uh, that you want to at least have in your back pocket, uh, uh cost sag, uh, you want to build relationship with a couple companies that do cost sag, uh, cost segregation, uh, that helps you with some good tax benefits. Uh, you also want to have a 1031 exchange, um, company that can help you on the sale end. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's also good depending on what kind of construction you're doing to have a good architect, good designer, uh, and potentially even a consultant that can navigate through some of the code and zoning issues that you might have too. Yep. Exactly. You need, uh, you know, other contractors, pest control, lawn care, that sort of stuff. Yeah, you're, you're for sure. That's, that's, and, and a lot of times, again, a lot of times it's like you, you was like, wow, we're listing off a lot of things. A lot of times your property manager is going to have all these contacts for you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry too much about, you know, finding all these people. They've already got them lined up. They maybe have two or three of them even that you can interview or that you can look at their pricing structure. So Very convenient. Yeah. Uh, so how do we find these real quick? How do we find these people? We've talked about them. How do we find them? Matt, how do you find them? Uh, through networking. I mean, you, you get referrals if you... Uh, you know, one way to find, uh, like you mentioned earlier about practicing, you know, contacting brokers in a local market. Uh, one good way for that is to, you know, pick a market that you're not interested in at all, go on LoopNet and find some properties that match your criteria, and then do your underwriting, reach out to the broker, the selling broker for that, uh, and then practice, uh, you know, introducing yourself and interacting with the brokers there. And then once you're more confident uh, interacting with brokers, do the same thing, but only in your market that you're actually looking at. And then you can get referrals from other real estate investors for brokers. Uh, and you know everybody kind of knows everybody else in this business. So brokers can help introduce you to property management and, um, and such. So it, uh, you just you know, talk, you, you, you see how you can add value to other people, and then you ask them for referrals of who they know that's good and you know the thing that you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Get referrals from your referrals, right? So you get a referral, ask that referral for a referral, ask that referral for a referral, you know, and, it, and you just bounce them off each other. You start to see the same names over and over, right? Who's the best property manager in the market? You, you know, you get one broker tells you one name and then you, you ask that property manager, Hey, who are the best broke real estate brokers in the market? They give you five different real estate brokers or three of them. You, you take them and you say, Hey, who are the best property managers in the market? You know, you keep on going back and forth with them and you, you talk to them, get to know them. And soon enough, you'll have your list dwindle down to, you know, one, two, maybe three people. And I always like to have backups, uh, you know, especially, you know, the real estate, the real estate brokers, we're just getting to know 
you know, the ones that are actually selling deals in the market. You're going to build better relationships with the ones that are true players in the market, but property managers, real estate attorneys, all that kind of stuff. I want to have a backup. I want to make sure, you know, especially like property manager, look, if you choose the wrong property manager, you want to be able to get rid of them quickly and hire somebody else in. So we want to build relationships with more than just one person. We want to get uh, comfortable with multiple companies. Uh, I, I like to be very loyal when I find somebody I like, but if things are going south, I need to make a quick decision. And I need to pivot. That's the key to us being able to operate properly. And that's one of the harder things for anybody to do is fire people, but sometimes it has to be done. I mean, that's part of your business plan in general. Like you're preparing for problems. If the problems don't uh, arise, then that's fine. But if they do, then you're ready for them. Yep, exactly. You got it. You got it. Well, Matt, look, we'll, we'll dig deeper into some of these teams and, and uh, you know, especially looking at, you know, property management companies. What are the kind of questions we want to ask uh, real estate brokers? How do we actually get to talk to real estate brokers and to where we don't sound like idiots, even mm -hmm. when we're first beginning? Because that's really key and critical is I don't want to look, I don't want to look like a total newbie and beginner uh, when I'm first starting. So how do I sound educated and how do I sound confident uh, when I talk to those real estate brokers? Um, you know, how do we, how, what are the, what are the did, did multiple ways uh, or multiple types of financing and how do I know what's best for me? Uh, so we'll dig into those as we go. And, and as I said, we'll, we'll talk syndication too and underwriting it as well. Sounds good. Lots, lots to talk about, man. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a, it's a big subject when we're talking buying multifamily properties, but it, it really isn't that difficult. So it can all be done. There's just lots to think about, lots to know. Exactly. Setting, your, setting your team up and systems is, is so important. Yeah. I think anybody can learn how to do this stuff. It's just a matter of like, I mean, there's a lot of details that you need to really get to know. So you're not, you know, putting, you know, committing white collar crime and screwing over your investors and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anybody can learn this stuff. Cool, man. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next week and you have a great rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks. You too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make 
it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.